Should we just get started? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do the space intro? Sure. Space-themed intro in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Nerd Out Loud podcast. The podcast from space. Seriously, though, thanks for listening. Guys, this is the Nerd Out Loud podcast. The Nerd Out Loud podcast. Sometimes I struggle with my enunciation. Thank you for listening. I am Jeremy, and I am joined by... Christy. Here's something funny. Hashtag yes, all women. I've been reaching out to some other podcasts. Do you, are you still hearing that weird effect, or is my ears just messed up? Your not just your ears. Okay. So I <laughs> have been, that's rude. <laughs> I have been reaching out to some other podcasts. Um, as you have heard, we have played the um, intros or the little commercials for Pockard. our friends over at the Eureka podcast. And we have another podcast that we'll be playing today. Um, so I have been reaching out to them and... There's a few other podcasts that I've been reaching out to, but we just haven't connected with yet, whatever. And so people have like mentioned our name a few times on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, they... <laughs> Why'd you flip me off? I'm distracted. You can't uh, You can't distract me in the middle of me trying to tell I'm a story. I'm counting your likes. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Because that's something that we should probably cover. Maybe I need to put up a whiteboard in the studio. Yeah, maybe we should get a whiteboard. Okay. So anyway... So I've been reaching out to some other podcasters. As a result, we have been mentioned on a few other shows. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that all of the shows that we've reached out to, with the exception of the guys from Eureka Cast, I don't think any of them have ever actually listened to our podcast okay. because I'm the one that reaches out to them. And every time they've talked about us, again, with the exception of Eureka Podcast, mm-hmm. um, has mentioned... Uh, that we're a couple of great guys and <laughs> that those guys are awesome and those guys have a great podcast. <laughs> Maybe they just mean guys in the general sense. Hey, uh, you guys. It's pretty clear. It's pretty clear uh, when you hear them talking about it. Okay. So it's kind of, I don't know. I think that like the the podcast community it, and as a whole is a little bit circle jerky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as I'm reaching out to these guys, I think that a lot of people just think that I'm trying to get uh, mentioned like, on there. You do us and we'll do you and oh. everybody will do each other. Mm-hmm. And, but o- honestly, I think that that is, I think that that can end up being kind of meaningless if you just do that, because mm-hmm. then it's not actually an endorsement. Right. If you're so, I don't think that anybody understands that I'm not, just trying to i mean obviously i'd love it if they wanted to listen to our show and wanted to recommend us to other people mm-hmm. but i'm i'm really genuinely just playing these commercials and like trying to get the word out there about other um podcasts because uh because they're good shows and i i like to listen to them and i, I want other people to listen to them so whatever well do you also think that podcasting in general is pretty male centric Maybe. I don't know. I think so. There's not a lot of ladies in podcasting. Unless they are famous. Oh. Well, you're famous. <laughs> Such as uh, <laughs> Call Chelsea Peretti. There's that one. The Lynette Carolla ones. I mean, if you... There's a lot of... There's a, I mean, a lot of big LA or a lot of big comedy scene people that have podcasts. That's what I ladies. mean. I'm saying local... Independent ones like us, there's got it. Hardly any. I guess there's not a lot of, not a lot of. Our our your Canadian girlfriend mm-hmm. is a podcast that's kind of one of our friends. Anyway, so we had the whole like situation mm-hmm. happen on the last episode. Mm-hmm. I apologized for having to say like too much and then put out a a bounty on my likes, if you will. <laughs> and we had two people take us up on actually tallying them up did they come up with the same number Third person threatened to no no so craig from the um eureka podcast Mm -hmm. craig did it um 
And he came up with, at first, he said it was like 800 and (laughs) something. And I was legitimately feeling depressed at work about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm actually done podcasting. Like, I'm just not Mm going to do it anymore. It's not not good. (laughs) And um, I feel like I just can't talk now because every time I say, like, Christy is sitting across (laughs) from me holding up her fingers (laughs) and it's distracting me. And then I start thinking about what I'm saying and Mm -hmm. then I lose my train of thought. So this is going to be an interesting episode for you all. (laughs) Because... Okay, so maybe so, it, maybe it's good. Maybe it turned it out he was joking. Down. It turns out he was joking about the eight hundred situation. It's close. He to says that it was closer to I think eighty something. Okay, uh, just under a hundred, and so uh, that means that I owe the charity of his choice forty dollars. No, because I s- lowered it down to a quarter. Originally, oh. I said fifty cents per like, right? But and then bumped it down to a quarter. So anyway, so uh, his charity of choice was the uh, Eureka podcast, his own podcast. Um, <laughs> supply fund yeah. or whatever. The, so I'll the have to head, o- head on over to their website and j- drop a few bucks in their tip jar for them. But luckily, it wasn't it wasn't the 800 number cuz i was going to have to ask if i could do payments on that <laughs> one <laughs> that would have been good but then listener jen did friend of the show friend yes. of the show jen um listened through and she said it was more in the 200 range so hmm. we'll see craig self admittedly told me that towards the end there was a few times where you just kind of tuned out which is always nice to hear when people are talking about listening to well, the show well geo said that he <laughs> fell asleep well, yeah, yeah. He likes right. to sleep. To we our are the podcast. show that's good to nap to. Right. <laughs> so that was um, that was exciting. Is there any apologies or anything that you feel like you need to? Last week was the uh, hashtag Yes All Women show, as well as some other things. Was there any apologies or anything you felt like you needed to? I didn't listen. Didn't listen to it. No. But do you, oh, so one thing that I'll say is, and I was really struggling to articulate myself towards the end. Um, one of the things that I, I, I didn't do a very good job of articulating is, um, when I said that it's a good time for guys to be quiet, like I, what I was saying is that, um, I, I wasn't saying that we're not, that men aren't allowed to speak into the issue mm-hmm. of like feminism or whatever. Uh, more what I was saying is that a lot of the times, it comes off a little bit as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pandering. I always want to say placating. It comes off as pandering a little bit. And I've definitely been guilty of that in the past personally. And Mm -hmm. so wanted to make sure that I was, and and basically what the right motive, basically what he means is sometimes in the past when there's issues that are women centric or, or something, he would try to get girls to, show interest in him by saying things he knew would make them happy. That's not a hundred percent true. Jeremy. That's not a hundred percent true. Read your most favorited tweet. No. Well it's not <laughs> that's not my most favorite tweet. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> but you just said that that's what that's I, what yeah. you would do. I've been guilty of the past, whatever. Like it's it's a thing. But and also there was a lot of the men that were speaking up about it, uh we're coming off as a little bit like uh, I think white white knightish is the mm-hmm. uh, the term for it like right. a little it was so it was just yeah it was kind of annoying so all that to say but also not that men aren't allowed to speak about the f- feminism or speak about the issue but specifically about this I think that it's a great opportunity um, for listen. men to just listen because it, it I think the first reaction that a lot of men have when they're reading all of this stuff about how women oftentimes feel skeeved out by guys mm-hmm. the reaction is well i'm not a creepy guy like that's that's yeah, why not would me you be? so why would you be creeped out and by they me? take it personally mm-hmm. and they want to make it about them but it's not about it's not about you <laughs> it's right. about this like societal issue so you know let's focus on it's about on the that. point that women don't know don't know if you're the good guy right yeah if you're walking down the street there's always a fear that hey this could be the one this could be the one that attacks me or rapes me or 
or just keeps walking, but you don't know. But there's that fear for the walking towards the person. And I mean, it's just always on edge. Yeah. And there are definitely um, the other argument that I keep seeing from men is, well, there are, there are times when I'm a man and there's times when I've felt threatened walking around. Mm-hmm. And that's well, that's probably true. I definitely don't think that it's to the level that women yeah. have to deal with. And if I'm saying this to myself because I've had all these thoughts myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I just shut up for a minute and take a chance to really try and listen and understand where people are coming from, I, I, I was jarred by some of the stuff I read. So mm-hmm. anyway, we well, are just redoing last week's show. Well, so and I also, we, I mean, we had Gio talk to us about how it it jumped from this murder, you know, a bunch yeah, of people this, got murdered to being about women feeling unsafe or, or attacked. or And I think anytime there's a tragedy like this, the the especially if there's guns involved, the first jump is gun control. And then there's safety in schools. If if it's a school shooting, safety in schools. If everyone had a gun, like each side of, of the argument takes whatever their political stance is and pulls it that way. And what I was trying to explain to him is why does it matter that women, that it, that it became about this and that, that, that issue got out in the open yeah, what you're saying is that it. Uh, a lot of people were saying, "Why are we talking about feminism? This guy was a murderer. Let's like, there's a tragedy that happened. A bunch of people got murdered. He had mental health issues. Right. Let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about whatever. Yeah. Let's why do are that. we talking about feminism? He killed more men than women, which is why true. Can't, why he can't stabbed, we talk about all of it? He stabbed three people. He stabbed like his three yeah. his three male he roommates. He stabbed as many people as he shot. <laughs> all of it. So. But, but I don't think that it's a bad it thing to talk mean, about mental health yeah. and gun control and also women not feeling safe and the fact that there's YouTube channels and websites that advocate violence against women. All of that stuff should be talked about. Should be talked about all the time and then maybe it won't happen as much. Yeah, it's just because there were other issues involved with this guy or maybe some mental health issues or whatever. doesn't mean that the, the feminism piece of the conversation isn't an important conversation to have. And it's unfortunate that it took a tragedy of that level to spur on that conversation, but it did. So anyway, that's the uh, recap 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 of the (laughs) recap, I guess. But how, um, how's your week going, Christina? How's, uh, did you get a job yet? I do not have a job, but my employment, if you can call it that, has been extended through the end of June. Oh, yeah. Her, it's like fake employment. Yeah, because it's half my salary. So it's only $200 more a month than I'd be making. Two to $300 more a month I'll be making on unemployment. Yeah. But you can do side jobs. Yes. And not have to risk losing your unemployment. Right. So. Right. So there's that. You picked up a little, few house cleaning jobs and some, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some, other, some other. Yeah, I'll just private take my, security. I'm just gonna take my college <laughs> degree and wipe my ass with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send that in with my uh, student loan payment, I guess. Well, that's good because we can't afford toilet paper right. now. So. Right, Charmin, so hit us up. the way you. <laughs> Let's <use> go. <laughs> um, but, and then I have a really big job interview next week so that's exciting so everyone send me good job oh, vibes yeah yeah so that's happening very exciting yes and how's your week oh hey thanks for asking christina my week was great it was great i had a really exciting fun-filled week i just came from a movie um called godzilla i've never heard of it it is fairly new to the theaters I did see it in 3D, and uh, how was that? One thing that I've never heard that I haven't heard anybody address yet is that one of the monsters has a giant radioactive glowing ball sack filled with little baby monsters. No. <laughs> Why does it have a ball sack and also babies? There's monster the there's monster there's sweet monster loving in this movie, and some Wait, e- you there's see some it? egg laying. 
well, it's inferred. It's kind of happening in a cloud of dust as thousands of people perish as buildings are crumbling and falling to the ground. And the one of the monsters is laying its eggs in downtown San Francisco. But uh, there's a point where one of the monsters crawls over some guys that are army guys that are like laying on a bridge. And there's a... Right between the monster's legs is a big old... I can only assume that it's its nutsack and it's glowing. The mm-hmm. monsters in this movie feed off of radioactive energy, so Kay. it's a big radioactive nut thing. Also, I've never seen any of the Godzilla movies before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Godzilla breathed fire. Is that like is that a known thing? <laughs> I think so. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> So our friends There's somebody out there writing us a very angry letter <laughs> right now. You can't call yourself the Nerd Out Loud <laughs> podcast and not know about Gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and that's uh, super racist. Yeah, that's <laughs> racist when you edit that. Um, so our friends, John and Patricia, who are who are movie nerds, they saw it and they they pointed out they were pointing out all of the discrepancies and all of the they uh, you know. Anytime you go to a movie that is monsters eating San Francisco or whatever, you have to uh, put away reality for a little bit. You know what I mean? What is that called? Suspend reality. Suspend reality. You have to suspend reality when you're going to see monsters eating San Francisco, obviously, or a superhero movie. But they said that there was so many and they pointed them all out to me. To the point where I can't see the movie because that's all I'll be focusing Such on. Such as? Such as what's the mountain that they hatched out of? Yucca Mountain. Okay. So Yucca Mountain is when Godzilla or whatever comes out of Yucca Mountain. One of, there's then a goes monster. To, go, then goes to Las, Las Vegas, Vegas and then goes to San Francisco. Yucca Mountain's in the middle of those two places. So he went to Las Vegas to then take a longer route to San Francisco. And then at one point, oh, I thought there was one in Paris, but it wasn't actually in Paris. There's an Eiffel Tower in Las yes. Vegas, isn't there? So they said that basically they wanted to have that. they wanted to have the scene in Las Vegas. So yeah. that's fine. Why didn't they do Las Vegas and then go to LA? That is actually that's a thing. Like that's Well, if close. I was a mo- maybe the monster wanted to go to Vegas, who knows? Maybe it wanted to put some all his money on black or something <laughs> but and then they said that a helicopter was flying to yucca mountain and when they got there the backside was just gone and no one noticed that the backside of a mountain right. was missing yes. yeah just stuff like that i guess there was yeah but and i then, don't know what you expect and then adam pointed out that uh that brian cranston had had like really weird hair through it and then it's supposed to be 15 years later and he doesn't have any gray hair and he's now 60 years old and dead and then he dies yeah so he doesn't have any gray hair at all 15 years later well not all people gray when they get older i don't know i'm just used to seeing him bald i wanted (laughs) i wanted there to be some kind of weird meth joke or something right anyway that was exciting not as exciting as what was actually happening in the movie theater though Yes. Not only did somebody walk in with a baby, this was like, eh, this was a 6.30. The movie started at 6.30. We had probably a good 20 minutes of previews. So the movie probably didn't start till 7, didn't get out till 8.39. Somebody definitely walked in with a baby in a stroller uh, as the movie was starting. It was a couple, a man and a woman, had the baby in the stroller. They walked in. The woman went straight up the stairs to, towards the back of the theater because she wanted to sit up there. The man tried to get the stroller up, couldn't get the stroller up. The woman came back down. They got in a verbal altercation. Where's the baby at this time? In the stroller. They got in a verbal altercation out loud, not hushed, quiet voices. What kind of things were they saying? No shame, not trying to... I couldn't make out words because I was far away from them, but I mean, like they weren't trying to be quiet. I'll say that. Was the movie started? Yeah, the movie was started. The movie was going... They get in a verbal altercation about it. Finally, the guy just gets all huffy and walks off and leaves the woman <laughs> leaves the woman down there with the baby. So the woman sits down at the where the kind of entrance is with the baby. Mm-hmm. The man goes up there. Then the baby's like crying and making noise during the entire movie because that's what babies do. Especially at super loud 3D movie. Right. And then at one point, the woman just gets up 
because apparently she wanted to go sit in with the ni- in the nice seats with mm-hmm. the guy, and so she just got up and went and sat with him. Wait, and left the baby? Left the baby. <laughs> left the baby in the stroller <sighs> down there. I was just like, I was laughing out loud. Like I, I had no, <laughs> I had what no was other your, recourse. What was your dad and uh, Mark thinking? Mark of was this? just kind of, or uh, my dad was kind of confused and just not really sure what was going on. I could not pay attention to anything else other than this couple mm-hmm. for like the entire time that they were there. And what did Mark do? Finally, and Mark was laughing with me. And <laughs> then I started sneezing at one point really bad. I leaned over and I was like, sorry, Mark, I'm allergic to bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I am. Um, uh, and I, so then finally, I mean, it was, I was, it was an uncomfortable amount of time. I looked at my phone because I was, I said, I'm going to start timing this about how long they leave the baby. It was probably, it was the baby crying. It was probably a solid five minutes. Was the baby crying more. during that time? It wasn't crying, but it was making, making noise, noise and cooing and whatever. Yeah. How old do you think this baby was? I couldn't have been more than eight months, maybe okay. definitely under a year. And, uh, so finally, one of the parents comes down and uh, to to sit with the baby, which is good. And uh, the mom or dad, the mom comes okay. down and she. It's one of those strollers that you put the like car seat in. So she pulls the car seat out and walks it back up with them up there. What she should have done in the first place. Leaves the stroller down there, but without the baby in it. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. So then it gets whatever the baby is starting to make a lot of noise not just every five minutes a little noise or two it's more of an ongoing thing i've been in like i've been in movies with babies before it's annoying but Mm -hmm. i I get it sometimes parents just need to get out parenting is hard whatever but at least have some respect and if your baby starts making noise go out in the lobby go out in the lobby i feel like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a parent and have a baby in a movie at least sit right by the door and then the second any noise comes out Mm -hmm. walk walk out (laughs) it's also like i'm gonna say again way too loud for a baby yeah it's just a bad idea in general i would never do it i would never do it but i always i try to give people the benefit of the doubt when i can so it gets really bad it's totally distracting me, but I'm not mad about it. I my uh I went you with my dad. You were probably more interested in that situation than the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just amazed that this is happening. I'm but I, I I am dumbfounded that the parent has just no not even trying to quiet the baby, not walking out for a minute, not stepping out, not apologizing, not shushing, just as if nobody's there, as if they're in their living room making noise. So finally, somebody gets up. I'm assuming to go. I'm assuming that they went and complained to somebody. A few minutes later, a couple theater employees come in, kind of stand down at the bottom, look at, see the baby carrier, look up, are obviously looking for the people, kind of watch for a while, wait there for a few minutes. I think they notice these are employees of the movie theater. I think they mm-hmm. notice the baby making some noise. So then they go up, and I believe that what they did is ask them to leave. Okay. You hear some kind of verbal altercation going on again, this time up behind us, because they're towards the back of the theater. They're making noise, having discussion, whatever. The manager people, the theater employees come back down, step out for a minute. Then... Uh, you hear more vo- verbal altercation between the couple. They get up. The guy's huffing and puffing. I look over. He's storming down the stairs, and he takes his he takes the the car seat that his child was in. It's the empty car seat, and throws it down the stairs while he's yelling at his wife. Were you scared that the baby girlfriend. was still in there? No. Okay. <laughs> no. She, she was carrying the baby. He throws it down the stairs like throwing a fit like a two-year-old goes down to the bottom of the stairs has broken the car seat is trying to put it in the holder um on the stroller so they can go out mm-hmm. can't do it and i'm looking at them and i'm like i'm following them out mm-hmm. i'm following them out of the theater and as soon as they leave i'm going to call the police and i'm gonna have the police come and intervene in this situation because if if they're from what i know about this kind of stuff, if if they're doing that in a public theater, that's the tip of the iceberg. Right. And that is not an environment for that the child should be. That's not an environment where that that's healthy for either one of them. Mm-hmm. It's just not a healthy thing. So 
I'm going to follow them out of theater and call the police and have them come and figure out what needs to happen. As I'm like getting ready to get up and make sure I have my phone to go step out and follow a safe distance, not interject myself in the situation, but just hang back and whatever. I noticed that there's already a police officer waiting for them (laughs) at the bottom of the stairs as they come out, who gracefully graciously escorts them from the uh, from the theater and out into the lobby. So, and I'm not sure I'm not sure what happened after that, but it was, uh, yeah, that's amazing. That was was amazing. (laughs) And maybe if there was some real life superheroes there, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. That's the other exciting thing that happened this week. Yes, you had an exciting week. But let's do this. Let's take a little break. We have a commercial to play for our friends. Our new, the new podcast that we're talking about this week. It's a show called Podcord, and it's it's an uncle and a nephew, but they're like buddies. They're friends. Are they the same age? I think they're close to the same age. I don't really know. Okay. Uh, I think one of them's maybe a little bit older it's a guy named emilio and a guy named cesar 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 oh jesus mm-hmm. and um yeah they're uh, they're hilarious they just had their 100th episode they're really funny they're from down in san diego geo is a big fan of theirs um lax dude who we've had on the show refuses to listen to it because he says that they're um uh, it's too hard to spell podcord for some reason i think maybe it's what kind of hard to say too i i like the name i think it's I don't know. I love it. But the the guys have they have a really great rapport. Um I think they're hilarious. Have you ever listened to the show? Mhm. Which yeah. one did you listen to? I don't remember. <laughs> it was in the car with you. Okay. Oh yeah, so I that's guess you get my to parts of it. That's when I So get go my check them out. On. Um they're all good. I mean every every show of theirs that I've heard is hilarious. The 100th episode they just had it might be a good one to start and at the end of it um Caesar put together kind of the intros, uh, all a hundred intros from their hundred shows prior to that, and it's pretty. They're well done. It's pretty hilarious. It's a nice little clip. So. Is it Caesar or Cesar? Cesar. 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 I have no idea. Uh, Cesar. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always scared of. So this is something also we can talk about. Is he real Hispanic? Quick before. Uh, he is not white. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being so weird? Because I don't know. I think he's Hispanic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I believe so. I believe so. It's probably Cesar. 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 Yeah. Cesar. But as we know, I can't even pronounce El Caballero. Yeah. So I want to ask you this real quick, and then then we'll play the thing, and then we'll go to break. All right. When you go to a ethnic restaurant, let's oh. say you go to uh, a, a Euro place. Euro. Okay. Um, I am. I a call fan. it gyro. Okay, I am a fan <laughs> of those that Mediterranean food. So let's say you wanted to order a hero. Okay. So here's what I want to know: when you go to a restaurant and it, it's ethnic food, and there's some, is it more offensive to try and order and try and pronounce it the word like ethnically? And try and put an accent on it, or is it more offensive to just be like all American? Like, I'll take a gyro, or is it more offensive to go? I will would like your finest hero. I would like a hero, please, a lamb okay. hero with tzatziki sauce. Okay, well, there's a happy medium between those two things. <laughs> just talk in a normal voice. You were trying to sound. Like a Greek person, maybe, right? <laughs> well, I don't as, know, sure. As you imagine them to be. <laughs> Why can't you just say in your normal voice, I'll take a euro? So if you're going to, if you're ordering Mexican food, mm-hmm. I'll take a burrito. Or is it, I would like a burrito? Like, do you roll your R's? <laughs> like a burrito. I like that you're, when you're doing that, you're doing a little hip burrito. thrust. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they do. That's <laughs> who's they? <laughs> oh Jesus! Just got a little racist. People that in do here. accents. <laughs> I say, uh, I want a tortilla. Tortilla. Okay, so you Quesadilla. are you are of the camp that it is more offensive to that you just go balls out. This is how I pronounce it. Fuck you! I'm Christy Wise. 
This is how I roll. Okay. Give me a tortilla. This is a much bigger conversation because when there's a accepted form of the word, such as two that I can think of right now, karaoke and ukulele. Those, that's how we say it here. That's how we say it on the mainland. That's how Americans say it. But when you get into the, oh, no, you're supposed to say ukulele. You're a fucking douche. Uka, ukulele. You're, you're a douche when ukulele. you say that. When you correct someone against the norm, then then you're, then you're douchey. Got it. And karaoke or some crap like that. I, I can't even say it. So how do you order a burrito? Uh, I don't get burritos. Okay, but if you're gonna, um, I will. I will take Qu- quietly will. and timidly. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, mm. I've told you I Excuse don't. Me? I don't like I to like, do the drive-through. I would like a burrito because of that. I um, would like a burrito, please. Probably. My name is Christy. Mm, I'll take a burrito. I'll take a burrito. burrito. I just say it in my normal voice. Okay. All right. I'm not going to try to be weird. I get anxiety about ordering ethnic food for that very reason. And if I'm with somebody and they say burrito or like roll their R or or Mm -hmm. throw on the accent, I I get really, really uncomfortable. I don't. Very uncomfortable. I'll tell you when I get uncomfortable. My mom does that when she orders euros. That's what started all this. Even as a child, I have memories of her saying "hero" like uncomfortably, <laughs> and just being. I need to hear this. Like, I need to hear it. This is not something that I'm comfortable with. The only I'm 13 years old. I've I'm only not okay with this. I've only um, eaten with her at the um, old spaghetti factory, so she hasn't tried to t- speak into an Italian voice. But um, what I do get uncomfortable is when people try to talk in spanish but only know some words my dad una cerveza por favor don't <laughs> like don't or uh, he t- biblioteca. well see he doesn't know enough words Got it. so he would say i would like a un cerveza <laughs> just yeah. don't yeah just, just don't, don't. <laughs> yeah just point at that right. point. When Probably you're, when just, you're doing like one of these. horrible <laughs> Spanish mixed in with English, yeah, you, you <laughs> just sound like an idiot. And you know that the people at the Mexican restaurants get it all the time. And I would, I would want to stab someone if yeah. I had to hear that all day. Yeah. Gracias. Gracias. So yeah. hey guys, check out Podcord. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Podcord for your. They're I'm not white. My, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're, yeah. Listen to them. They're funny. Emilio and Cesar. <laughs> Escuche, por favor. It's at Podcord on the Twitter. I'll put their thing in the show notes or podcord.com, I think. So check them out. Hey, did he hear we're doing a porno? No, no, we're not doing a porno. We're, doing, we're making a promo for our show, Podcord. What have I been doing getting ready this whole time? I, I, honestly, I don't even want to know what you've been doing to get ready. But you look, you're Engineer Caesar. I'm Amelia. I Rizal. shaved everything. Oh, God. That might come in handy later, but not for this particular show. We do a show called Podquard. Go to podquard.com to listen to it. We're on iTunes. It's a weekly show. And then we porn? <laughs> That's not a verb. You can't. We, we do not porn. <laughs> we do not porn. It's a, it's a comedy podcast. Just listen to it once a week. Podquard.com. That was quite the spot, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Actually, listen to both the spots they sent, and they are both hilarious. All right, just like their show. Well, <laughs> you know, we don't have very many listeners. Maybe we shouldn't be directing them to other, other more funny podcasts. Here's the fantastic thing about the world of podcasting: it's similar to, um. It, we're not in competition with each other. It's not like if somebody listens to Podcord, they're going to not listen to us. I well, mean, they might listen to them and then realize that they're better than us and then delete stop. us. Yeah. That's that what I'm. Is, uh, suppose that is a possibility, but it's it's not so much like we're not competing for time slots. It's not like th- here's right. the five o'clock on Sunday. But there's only a certain amount of time. I mean, not everyone is lax and can have 20 hours a day of. Of podcast listening, not Lax has Lax dude has twenty hours of day. Friend of the show, friend of the show, Lax dude. 
20 hours a day of awake listening time because he only sleeps for four hours a night in two-hour shifts. Two hours when his wife goes to bed, two hours before she gets up. So he has 20 hours to operate throughout the day. During that 20 hours, he's listening to podcasts the entire time on one and a half speed. So that is 30 hours. He can listen to 30 hours of content a day, which is amazing. So not everybody is that guy. and But even that guy still won't listen to pod quirks. <laughs> whatever <laughs> who knows who knows i don't know so that's a ringing endorsement for pockward that a guy who has 30 <laughs> hours a day whatever 30 what yeah. is that listen yeah. to the show the guy <laughs> the guy who listens to podcasts for 30 hours in a 20 listens to 30 hours of co- content per over day. a 20 hour period won't listen to what's 30 times seven 200 and I don't know. Anyway. 210. He has 210 hours a week and he won't <laughs> listen to Pockward. So So we were talking about the listen movie theater situation. Listen at your situation. own risk. <laughs> we were talking about the movie theater situation before we diverted into the 30-minute commercial for another podcast. <laughs> this is why we'll never ever ever we were talking about succeed at this. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. So we were talking about the movie theater situation. The police were there. You mentioned the real life superheroes. We had quite the week here in Seattle this week. The real life superhero gang, we had a friend of the show. As Apparently, this is my new saying that I'm going to use. Friend of the show, El Caballero. El Caballero. Um, He... Has been on the podcast. He's a crime-fighting luchador. He patrols the streets of Seattle um, doing crime-fighting things, as one is wont Not to do. Not just crime-fighting things, but also community outreach and... All sorts of, all stuff. Sorts of stuff. So, I man, I'm trying to even think just how to present this, because this is a complicated well, situation. I will, so, I will set it up for you, because you're just going to just talk all over I'll the place. Too deep. Okay, so... Jeremy had made a comment on the the episode where he was on that he said I would love to go I would love to go patrolling with them. And then this week or or was it yeah, this week he reached out to him and said what day is works best for you? So Jeremy said Wednesday. I'll I'll go out with you on Wednesday. So Jeremy gets on his he dressed in gray. Which means that he is in street clothes, not yeah. in crime fighting clothes. Being gray in the superhero community, in the real life superhero community, RLSH for short, it's a very common acronym that you'll see online. Going gray or being gray means not in costume, so street clothes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, so I was invited to go on patrol with the guys. They sent me a message. He said, We're going out Wednesday night, Thursday night. We're meeting at a certain time, at a certain place. FYI, this certain place happened to be a comic book store in the U District. So I met up with them at 11 o'clock on Friday, or on, on uh, sorry, 11 o'clock on Wednesday night, and went on patrol. Mm-hmm. And the next day... No, well, talk uh, about no, what we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna do that. The, I'm just setting it up, I guess. Okay. The next day, it hits the, all the local news here <laughs> that Phoenix Jones, probably one of the more well-known Seattle superheroes... Uh, Phoenix Jones has disbanded the group of superheroes and is going out on his own. But how many groups are there in Seattle before he disbanded? Three, right? There are, yeah. Before he disbanded his group, there were three main groups. There probably is more. There's three that I know of. Two of those groups were represented in the group of people that I went on patrol with. So when I went out on Wednesday night, I met up with them at 11 o'clock at this comic book store in the U District. There were, uh, so El Caballero split off from Phoenix Jones. Phoenix Jones had a group called the Rain City Superhero Movement. The acronym is RCSM. So they had RCSM Which after we call all of their names. Racism. Also known as racism. <laughs> it looks like an abbreviation for racism, and it's probably not the best name for a superhero organization. Right. So Phoenix El Caballero was with 
Phoenix Jones. There, he was one of the original. With one Phoenix of the Jones. original guys with Phoenix Jones, probably back in like 2010 or before right. that. I think when is when I first kind of started following along with this whole mm-hmm. scene. So they had a falling out over a couple big things. The, from what I understand, there was two pivotal things that happened. Number one, Phoenix Jones did this big fundraising campaign for a $10,000 super suit. He wanted to upgrade his suit. He was going to get built-in tasers, more he bulletproof stuff, more armor. He did kind of a fund me, go fund me, right? He basically did like a, a fundraiser situation like that. He said it was going to cost $10,000, trying to raise $10,000. The suit never appeared. A lot of people gave money. There was a lot of question as to where it all went. Um I'll tell you where it went to his gambling habit and his drinking problem. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard <laughs> quite a few things about this. That's me so. saying that everybody, <laughs> not Jeremy. But go ahead. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, that that issue happened. There was some other uh, allegations of theft from some of the people on his team, where he was raising money, or he said he had like a body armor. Um, deal like you give me 85 bucks and i'll hook you up with the bulletproof vest which by the way i'm just gonna say this probably if you're gonna on your super suit if you're gonna scrimp in one area or like go with the the cheap discount option probably not with the body armor probably let's not get the discounted here's the thing armor is that i think (laughs) he told them he was getting a deal on actual good 85 dollar bulletproof vest from what i read because now there's a lawsuit um Here's the the issues. He was taking money, uh, like a regular payment from all of these people of $10 a month saying that they were insured. That if they're out patrolling, they have health insurance and, yeah. and that they're covered. That wasn't the case. Second, this body armor, he told them that he was getting this, uh, like a group discount for it. Took the money. Never. Never came. Yeah. He stole a GoPro camera He stole camera a camera from, from somebody. He stole stole or el caballero's helmet went missing it was like a military grade helmet those don't come cheap uh el caballero left it in phoenix's car after patrolling one night never got it back back. so el caballero quit the rain city superhero movement started his own organization called the emerald city heroes organization Organization. echo Echo. so el caballero front of the show has echo i met up with him uh with el caballero uh the red ranger and a guy named dragon and they're all part of echo then there was two other people so we had el caballero we had dragon we had the red ranger who if you saw the pictures from mayday the most recent mayday red ranger was a guy in the red power ranger suit Mm -hmm. and he uh did not fare so well (laughs) at mayday they, him and El Caballero both got kind of romped on a little bit by some anarchist protesters down there. Uh, he has since revamped his gear and has a whole new super suit that was he was kind of testing out or field testing, I guess, on, on Wednesday night. And then there was two other people that came. Um, somebody, uh, a, a woman named Temper. Temper Ruscaroma, I'll just call her Temper because I think mm. that's what everybody else was. And somebody named, uh, a guy named John Drop. And Temper and John are both with the an organization called the Washington Hero Initiative, which is the um, Seattle branch of the International Hero Initiative group. And they don't they dress in costume. Don't dress in costume. The only time that they dress in costume is if they're going to do like a charity event. There's going to be kids there, and then it's more of as if they were like clowns coming to perform at like an event mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's very much costumey and fun and they're doing face paint for kids and stuff like that they do more um that john guy that we were with he's a certified street medic and um yeah so and they work with the police department they work with the police they they focus really a a lot mainly up on capitol hill and they work with a couple lgbtq Mm -hmm. organizations and um do some private security stuff and do needle pickups and home, you know, handouts, uh, handout food and stuff like that. Do safety patrols and stuff as well, but not in costumes because uh, they really focus on de-escalation uh, when it comes to conflict. Right. And they feel that sometimes if you're wearing costumes, that can actually add a certain level of 
it can automatically kind of ramp things up. Well, and that's part of the part of the the complaint against Phoenix Jones is that he would purposely stand outside of bars and escalate escalate the situation and and then edit the films to be him taking care of the situation but not showing him poking at it. Yeah. I mean cuz when you're standing in Belltown which is the heart of douche and you're talking to a bunch of frat boys and getting them worked up that's I mean you're going to that's going to happen like yeah. things are going to happen. Yeah, definitely. And then you can't you can't start a fight and then be the good guy. And that's what he he's like specialized in and then would cut the tape up and and send it to the news. Yeah, there had, there was there was a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff going on for sure. So, sorry, what? Oh, I was just gonna. And then the here's the you saw. Right. So we met up with them. Uh, it was you know we, we were together for starting at eleven till I think about one or one thirty, just mm-hmm. wandering, patrolling the area. Uh, we had one incident where we ran into a. Uh, fellow that was sitting on the curb kind of hanging out into the street had blood running down his face totally out of it on of drugs alcohol if he got hit by a car got punched in the face whatever to- pretty unresponsive the john guy that was the uh street medic, street medic had a b- full first aid kit in his backpack sat down helped the guy did some touch-ups you know like mm-hmm. just made sure it wasn't bleeding horribly called the paramedics seattle fire department showed up took care of them um then we walked around um collected shopping carts we they returned some shopping carts mm-hmm. they picked up a lot of garbage kept you know litter and bottles and random shit that was laying around they um uh there was quite a few store, like bar, and a lot of the store owners in the area seemed to know them, and a lot mm-hmm. of the street people seemed to know them because they patrol that same area quite a bit. And they passed out water. and They were passing out water. They were passing out water bottles to people. Um, you know, they do all sorts of stuff, really. I mean, they have helped people, helped drunk people get back to their places, helped, you know, c- call the paramedics if need be for people that are in shock because they drank too much alcohol which happened there was a lot of group pictures (laughs) and a lot of selfies going on (laughs) a lot of people at one point somebody literally screamed um literally came running out of a house with no shoes on with a lampshade on their head and a tall boy of natty ice (laughs) (laughs) he completely shit-faced and ended up all the other all his buddies piled out of the house as well and there was you know probably 10 people Sitting in the um I can't even their, imagine lots of selfies. Lots of selfies happening. I don't I can't even imagine how I would have reacted being a drunk college student and having a group of ser- superheroes walking in the bar area because in Bellingham all the bars are on a strip. I can't even imagine what that would have been like. Yeah. Uh, no. It would have been so funny. It was amazing. It was amazing. And probably I would have gotten in trouble because I used to like to start fights. (laughs) (laughs) You would have a hard time starting fights with these guys. They really, really, really. Not with them. I would start fights with other people and the superheroes probably would have tried to take me away. (laughs) So I had, you know, I had a good time. I made a point of, um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I kind of wanted to record some of it, but I, I didn't want to be really invasive in the first time that I was Mm -hmm. hanging out with them. You wanted to see this, feel the situation. I wanted to feel it out. I wanted to get to know everybody a little bit. I've kind of befriended a lot of the people on Facebook. So Mm -hmm. I, the only person that I knew for sure was going to be there was El Caballero. So Mm -hmm. it was fun to meet Red Ranger, uh, John, and Temper, I knew both of them from Facebook. I was uh, Facebook friends with uh, El Caballero, obviously, and then am now Facebook friends with that dragon guy. But, um, you know, I, I chatted with each of them and kind of got their origin, <laughs> their stories. origin stories. You guys heard El Caballero's. The other uh, dragon is, uh, as he said... I, I checked with them to 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 make sure because not all of these, not all of the not, not all of their secrets they want they want mm-hmm. disclosed. Um, 
but I checked with them. Uh, um, so Dragon, he is uh, self-described the probably the oldest one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And from what I could tell, he was an older gentleman. Um, I didn't see much because he was wearing a balaclava, one of those ski masks, mm-hmm. as well as a, a, a hoodie that was up the entire night and a suit jacket <laughs> with some gloves. Mm-hmm. But he... Um, you know, he was an older gentleman. He just said he got bullied a lot when he was uh, younger and ended up getting into martial arts a little bit later and uh, decided he didn't want to sit around his house on Facebook anymore and wanted to go do something. So he just got out and started, met up with El Caballero and started patrolling with him. The Red Ranger uh, is the, probably the youngest one of all of them. Again, I don't know anything about... The, he, I gave him a ride home. I gave Red Ranger a ride home. Mm-hmm can't tell you where he lives because i promised him i won't and i also don't remember the building that i dropped him off in front of (laughs) exactly but he doesn't even go in the front door of his own apartment complex because he doesn't want people to know that he lives there he sneaks around back and does some climbing up of some obstacles okay get to get into his house but he his origin story um he it was in the medical field. I can mm-hmm. say that much. He was, for some reason, he was in an ER or he was in a, a emergency room. Somebody came in that had been shot by police, uh, two shots to the chest. Um, but prior to that, growing up, he said he always wanted to be a superhero. He always wanted to fight crime. He always wanted to help people. That's why he got into the medical field. Somebody came in. Um, there was a situation that happened. This person was shot by the police, ended up dying while Red Ranger was giving, trying to resuscitate him. Mm-hmm. And Red Ranger said with his own words, he saw somebody die before his eyes for the very first time. And when he saw that man's life leave his eyes, he knew that he couldn't let the sun set on his life and not pursue his dreams. And that's when he decided that he was going to become a real life superhero. And that, honestly, you can laugh if you want to. I'm not laughing. <laughs> that is why I wanted to start this podcast because I want to talk to people like that. Because yeah, people look at that guy and they think that he's insane. But what I see is somebody that was so passionate about something that decided to do something completely radical mm-hmm. and go and change their entire life. Like, and he was out doing it by himself. Like, he was a fan of the Power Rangers, so he ha- happened to have a red Power Ranger suit. Like so one does. So he put mm-hmm. it on because he would wear it to c- conventions and stuff. Okay. So he just put it on and just went out on his own, not like as a, not with any organization or anything, just went out on his own and was just handing out f- food to homeless people, wandering around, like not so much doing the um, bar fight policing mm-hmm. type of stuff but just doing lots of social projects cleaning up his neighborhood and stuff in the u district because that's where the area where he, they patrol mm-hmm. and j- happened to run into Cabal- el caballero while they were out there and then um you know they had that big dust up I- at may day and ended up kind of getting you know knocked around a bit together and after that um you know el Cab- caballero said you're definitely you earned you earned your badge and yeah. gave him gave him his own uh, echo patch for the Emerald City Heroes organization. So <laughs> that's why the the two main ones that I, that I know about the echo seems that they actually do what they they want to better so, the neighborhood. Y- that's yeah. what they're about is is making sure that the neighborhood looks good. I mean, that's why they said that they return the shopping carts because. It makes the places look trashy, which is very true. So they return the the shopping carts to to the stores, which the stores are very appreciative of. They um, do community outreach. They've done fundraisers for Northwest Harvest. And the main reason that if you haven't listened to that episode, I would go back and listen to it, is that he said that he had been he, he wears the disguise because he doesn't want his family targeted if if he actually is involved in something that someone goes to jail because of it or gets arrested, he doesn't want that person to come back and and yeah. and attack him or whatever. And also what he does for work, he kind of has to be anonymous. Yeah. And and that's why he does that. So call it what you want, but like you said, these people have something they're bettering. So th- 
the he, community. Here's a statement that El Caballero put on his Facebook post today that I thought was very fitting because he's kind of the it's the echo is not so much uh, structured as much, but he's kind of the leader because he's kind of the guy that started mm-hmm. it. So he put this, and I thought that this encapsulated what I understand up to this point to be their message so far. He said, sometimes you get to pick up the beer cans and bottles on public sidewalks, prop a trash can or sign back up, hold a drunk covered and vomit till the medics arrived, return a shopping cart or three, watch while people say the most god-awful, violent, hurtful things, and try to de-escalate, deterring junkies shooting up and leaving bloody needles where dogs and kids can pick them up, confronting people selling nasty narcotics and doorways, thwarting junky car prowlers, riding bikes with hammers to bash out all your car windows and still steal your hard-earned stuff, inserting ourselves into abusive situations uh, such as domestic violence, uh, alcohol bums soaked in their own urine, wandering out into traffic, helping vulnerable homeless youth, and breaking up fights of inebriated meatheads. It's not glamorous, but it's rewarding. Hmm. So that's that's kind of what they're about. So I would say that there's kind of three distinct groups here, mm-hmm. like we've said, and they're sort of at three. They're at two ends of the spectrum. And yes. then so Echo's kind of in the middle. The uh, Washington Initiative, those guys are, you know, uh, to the to on the very much into kind of outreach type more what I would call mainstream mm-hmm. type stuff. But with some of the hero stuff mixed in as well. Then there's the 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 racism. <laughs> then there's the Rain City superhero movement. The now disbanded Rain City superhero Except movement. Except for so they're here's disbanded, what happened. but he is going out on his own and going to recruit more people again. Right. So he has four guys. There's four. But, there's but four of them that are going to patrol together. So he, no. So here here is the interesting part. So we show up. We meet everybody at this comic book shop. We get together. One of the people shows up and says, "Hey." So and so just got kicked it out, just got booted out of Rain City superhero movement. The only reason she know that knew that is because Phoenix Jones was sending text messages to her saying, "I'm kicking this person out of the Rain City superhero movement." Phoenix Jones was kicking that person out of racism because that person had also patrolled with Echo. And one of the rules to be part of the Rain City superhero movement is you couldn't be a part of any other superhero organizations in Seattle that weren't on good standing with the Rain City superhero movement. Which is no beca- other ones. Which is no other ones. Right. Correct. <laughs> As of he's right so now. he's so full of himself. Yeah. That- so, so, and then throughout the rest of the night, Phoenix continued to send what I would call inappropriate from what i saw mm-hmm. text messages to, to this other person the drunker he got <laughs> this is my commentary <laughs> and uh and then by the time i got home that night at probably past two in the morning he had posted a message on his facebook status on his facebook page saying he's disbanding the rain city superhero so it started out as him booting this guy who by the way didn't find out about it until the news media picked it up right phoenix never talked to this guy directly he didn't hear about it until the news media picked it up and found out he was getting booted so phoenix basically disbanded everything and he has kind of handpicked a select group of like three other people and he's only going to patrol with them and maybe other people down the road we'll just Mm -hmm. have to wait and see but he's gonna kind of his concern is physical fitness and some things like that he has a very strong set of standards Certain amount of push-ups in a minute, certain amount of sit-ups in a minute. He wants people to be able to, you know, run uh, three miles or two and a half miles in 30 minutes in their full gear. Mm -hmm. There's also some other stuff that they haven't talked about that he's mentioned in the past where to be a full member of Rain City Superhero Movement, you had to basically defend yourself against him attacking you for five minutes. Okay, like a gang, beat it. Right. Okay. So you have to be jumped in to the... To, to, to the Rain City superhero movement. so Sound, Sounds about right. So the Rain City superhero movement is no more. Phoenix is still around. He, basically, he's it's a reboot. He's he's rebranding himself. He's still... Uh, they're out there tonight. If we didn't record, I was going to go out and try and find them down in Belltown and talk with them because I'm a... I've I've decided that this is now my this is now my cause <laughs> for oh, I'm fascinated with this whole situation and want to continue to venture down the rabbit hole of the superhero scene in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> and see what happens. Well, what's really funny is Jeremy told me all the stories and I've seen the pictures. He even took some pictures. But the next day, which was Thursday, 
we drove he's like let's drive by and see if we can find him and we did and we saw him and we just drove by and it's so surreal to see him in real life it's it's some it's it's, it's something else to see people in legitimate superhero outfits yeah. walking around interacting with people yes calling people sir and ma'am yeah <laughs> they're very polite lots of yeah uh, i mean you know i i don't know we'll we'll i'll have to talk with christy about it but i'd love to try and sit down and maybe have a round table with a couple of them and have a little conversation or we can just figure out what happens but but yeah it's uh it's an interesting thing, and I'm gonna go back out. I'm gonna bring the. I'm gonna take some more pictures next time. Definitely, I'm gonna bring the recorder with me and the microphone. Have some interviews. Um, I'm gonna go to a thing in July or in June. That's like a big. That was supposed to be a th- joint thing between all three of the organizations. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Phoenix and the guys are gonna be out there or not, but that'll be a great. I was talking to the organizer of that today mm-hmm. and asked if I could come out and bring the recorder and stuff, and they said, "Yeah, we want all the media attention that we can." And I, mm-hmm. I wrote back and said, "Well, that's so nice that you call us media, <laughs> but I'm just a nerd with a microphone, yeah. but whatever." So, well, anyway. you have to wear a superhero outfit. No, no, and that because was because <laughs> I can get you in a hit girl outfit well and i have and my, maybe i have my gold spandex outfit from gold Halloween. spandex you could be see-through bo or gold lame or whatever it's called or i could probably put together hogwarts student oh nice so okay. we have all those things yeah I'll, I'll probably stick with the street clothes oh. i told them i was gonna get like a uh one of those like undercover police jackets those windbreakers that they wear that have mm-hmm. the little like patches that you pull down that say like fbi mm-hmm. so if the shit really hits the fan, I could pull the flap down and it'll say podcaster on the back. It was amazing when we were going around and there's all these people in costume and people are coming up and, you know, for the most part, positive reaction from the community, shaking people's hands. And what's your name? What's your, my name's El Caballero. My name's Dragon. My name's (laughs) whatever, John Drop. (laughs) What's your name? Oh, I'm Jeremy. Uh, what, what's your thing? And then El Caballero would speak up. He's with the Nerd Out Loud podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could get some listeners. There was literally one guy that was like, oh, you're not a hero. <laughs> I was like, hey, my daughter says I'm her hero sometimes. <laughs> well, she has pajamas that say it. Sometimes yeah. she says I'm her hero. <laughs> so, um, Maybe you should make cards. We can get some listeners. I, I, we, I should. I should. Yeah. Well, I'll have to... Uh, to get out there and see <laughs> but anyways there's all of this news media about yeah this stuff and you were there when it was, was happening there when it was unfolding got some got some contacts on the inside so you know we'll hopefully be bringing some more <laughs> bringing some more hard-hitting news to the uh, i kind of want to start like the tmz but very specialized tmz like the tmz of the real life real life superhero community in the greater seattle area but will <laughs> we get to will we get to if we if we do that could could we release sex tapes, superhero sex tapes? Well, I let's just say that if some sex tapes surfaced yeah. for Phoenix or some of his crew, I would yeah. not be surprised that they exist. I'm, so I'm sure that they're probably out there somewhere. I mean, Here's the other thing that I found out today: his w- wife. You know yeah. who I'm talking about? His wife. He has a, wi- a person that I found out that they were never actually married. That it's not. It was never his wife. He was just calling her his wife. Oh yeah, in media okay. and stuff. So they're not together anymore anyway. Whatever. But that's, that's oh a yeah, that was shit. part of the the media today too. Yeah. So anyway, we should Trump. probably put p- put a knot on the superhero talk. I could go okay. on for hours, but you're getting that glaze over look in your eyes. Brody's been asleep for. Almost the entire time we've been recording. (laughs) (laughs) He's a dog. We should probably start thinking about wrapping this baby up. Do you have anything else? Um, Oh, Oh, go ahead. Oh, so we've had a couple people call the voicemail line. Continue doing that. If you do call, you only have three minutes. So far, most of the people that have called that have left messages have gone past the three minutes. The shorter it is and the sweeter it is, the more likely it is to get played on the show. Here's the thing. If you have more to say than three minutes, e- message it to us. Yeah. And we'll, we'll still read it. Just the voicemail keep under three minutes. Yep. And that phone number, if you want to reach us, is 206. Okay. Okay. 588. <laughs> I sound like, hold on. 206-588-588. 
206-588-5463. We would like to hear from you, so give us a call. Besides that, you can go to our website, www.nerdoutloudpod, nerdoutloudpod, and ask us anything. There's a question mark in the upper right-hand corner or in the menu bar on the right. It says ask us anything. Click it. Do it anonymously if you want. Do it not an, not anonym, anonymously. Give us your name. We're going to answer all of those questions on the podcast. can be anything. Give us, Send us our poop, your us, poop stories. You could ask us advice if yes. you are having a lover's quarrel with your lover, oh, Katrina. Why did you make it sound so gross? Hey, be, love is beautiful. All love but is you beautiful. saying lover, it sounds nasty. Lover. If you're having problems with your lover, <laughs> we want to help you. We want to help you guys. If you need advice, you need life advice, uh, you need whatever, career advice, you want friends, uh, you want friend advice, write us and we will we will guide you. We will be your life coaches. So go to our website, Nerd Out Loud Pod. Ask us a question while you're there. Click the Amazon link. Buy some shit online. It'll be fun. Yep. Buy yourself some uh, some Kevlar. Buy yourself a superhero outfit, and then come out and let's uh, let's start our own organization, guys. The the Nerd Out Loud Avengers. <laughs> so besides that, go check out our friends over at Podquard Eureka Podcast. If you have a show that you want us me to listen to, us to listen to interested in having a commercial hit us up and uh have a great week guys anything any closing words nope i really want to go to space <laughs> let your nerd flag fly space edition <laughs> edition hello podcast fans adam carolla here i'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium it's not about me it's about the podcast you're listening to right now if i go down this show could be next so visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive thank you and mahalo